0: Hi, you're now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. We're happy to bring you sermons like this one every week. You can find other sermons at our site at harvest-community.org. So without further ado, here's our speaker. All right, uh, good morning. Um, morning. Wow. It's good to see everybody. Uh, I know it's just uh, we've been moving from place to place, and even next week we'll be at Hoffman Estates, and that's that's pretty awesome, actually. I uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's amazing to think that it's been over a year and a half since the pandemic started, and yeah, just just how so much has changed, but like this, this is this is the same. This is familiar, and it's just it's really cool to see everyone here worshiping together and and gathering this place. And for those of you that are newer uh, to our church, you know, again, my name is Stan and I'm an associate pastor here. And, um, you know, just really quick, I just want to do a quick shout out uh, to, to Paul Cho. Thank you, Paul, <laughs> for doing trailer this morning. Um, because of the pandemic things, we're we're really actually pretty short-handed in a lot of areas. And Paul Cho stepped up this morning. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for uh, helping out. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so so last week, Pastor Lester spoke on about the Holy Spirit, about how the Holy Spirit is in us and works through us, and as I was praying about and thinking about the message for today, I kept going back to that message, and it was a very powerful message, and Pastor Lester really uh, shared from his heart and really shared from his own experience how it's been, and I, I just really appreciate his honesty about that, but... As I was reflecting on just his message and thinking about what to really share with you this morning, I couldn't help but think of, well, you know, how do we experience more of the Holy Spirit in our lives? How do we experience more of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Because, you know, I I feel like if we look at our lives right now, as I talk to many of you, uh, especially uh, those of you that serve at Harvest as leaders or different things, I can't help but feel that there's a sense of of just busyness, uh, a sense that there's so many things that you have to get done. I mean, you know, for a lot of us that are, you know, not us, but, but you guys who are parents, you guys have kids, school has started. Uh, there's just so much going on with the new school year, and also now just even dealing with the pandemic, and even uh, the Delta variant and everything like that. And so. I've just been thinking about that, this this busyness that all of us have been feeling. You know, how in the midst of that do we experience more of the Holy Spirit? And, you know, actually, I have a confession to make, too. I, myself, you know, have been very busy uh, with a lot of things, Um just even in the the shout out to to Paul Cho, just you know, usually I have to get up early in the morning to help with the trailer because we're just kind of short handed. Um, and so if any of you, you know, just a plug, if you guys want to help volunteer <laughs> and serve on the trailer team, you know, since I have the pulpit, I get to get to make that announcement. But um, but just kidding. Well, not not really kidding. But you know, we we do need help. Uh, I wish Le Fay was here so he could he would agree with me. But but anyways, but, but I have been been so busy you know, with a lot of things. And I think we use that word busy so often as I ask people how they're doing. But as I was reflecting more about that, about that busyness and how in some ways it's so hard to experience the Holy Spirit in my life working in me and through me, I, I, I just started thinking that actually it's not really the busyness that has really kind of um, caused the sense of not really experiencing God, encountering him. But really a, a hurriedness, a hurriedness. And um, let me see here if this is working. Ah yes. So even even this, you know, I, I, I kinda chose this like I don't know how many people's desks kinda look like this, but I know that my desk gets like that. And it's just this sense of overwhelmingness of so many things going on. And really it's not the busyness itself, but but the spiritual condition of of my heart and the hurriedness that that is from sends a lot of sense to my schedule and how much things are going on. And really, actually, there is this great Christian author and theologian that kind of sums it up in a really great way, and he says this. His name is Dallas Willard, and he says, Hurry is the greatest enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Hurry is a great enemy, is of the spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And I really believe him. And maybe some of you have heard this quote before, but if you think about it, you know, it's not that we're busy necessarily. And all of us have full schedules. I mean, even Jesus himself had full schedules, waking up early to pray, ministering to people, teaching and stuff. But he was never hurried. And I think that this distinction is important to make because it's the hurriedness itself that really pushes out God in our life. That in a lot of ways when we are rushing from one thing to the next, when we feel that there's so much going on, it's that sense of hurriedness that really affects our spiritual life, not, not necessarily directly the busyness. And so then when I was thinking about this, a, a passage really came to mind. Uh, this passage is from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Um, Luke, that's Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42, and I'll, I'll share that. This is from the NASB. But really, this, again, is the story of Martha and Mary and how they encountered Jesus one day. So let me read that for us. It reads, now as they were traveling along, he, this is Jesus, entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And as she had a sister called Mary, who was also seated at the Lord's feet, and was listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. And she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do the serving by myself? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. You know, and as we read this story, I don't know how many of you identify with Martha, but, but in a lot of ways, actually, I have, as I read this many times before, I never really identified with her. She was always this kind of type A kind of personality, kind of character. She had a lot going on. She wanted to, to serve. I always thought, oh, you know, that's, that's not really me. But as I was reflecting on it more, I realized that, you know, even though I'm not necessarily like her, but my life has somehow become similar to hers. You know, in in this sense that she has this intention and a great intention of serving the Lord, but along the way, she gets distracted and even to a point where she, you know, calls out her sister and even calls out Jesus in some way. we'll, We'll get to that. But really, for this morning, I just wanted to share with you three things, uh, three things. And these were um, three things that God placed on my heart, even for my own life. But really, uh, God really given me a a word of warning, a word of um, truth, and a word of challenge. A word of warning, a word of truth, and a word of challenge. So let me start with a word of warning. So as we were reading through this a word really s- struck out to me in verse 40 it says but martha was distracted with all her preparations and that word distracted kind of really stood out to me and you know who wouldn't be distracted right this is this is jesus this is the long coming messiah the king right just imagine if you know president biden came into your home or someone super famous walked into your home, and it's like, hey, I'm going to have a meal here, and I'm going to invite other people. I mean, many of us, even just if you think about it, for those of us that host uh, community groups, right, we're always kind of scrambling to kind of clean up, right? We want our place to look nice, especially, I don't know, for me, it's always I want to make sure the bathroom is not nasty, because, you know, I don't know, I just feel like embarrassed if someone's like, ugh, that's uh, that's pretty bad. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I shared that. It just came to mind. But... um, but, you know, and, and I think that's, that's the thing, the distractions can come from well-meaning places. Like Martha here really wanted to serve Jesus and serve the people around, but she gets distracted to the point that she is overwhelmed. And so, you know, and this reason why distraction um, is so important that God gave me this warning is because in a lot of ways, distraction leads to kind of this sense of hurriedness, right? We have so many things that we need to get done. We get distracted by this, by that, and eventually we feel overwhelmed. And the sense of hurry then pushes out God in our life. You know, and as some of you know, uh, we're in the middle of purchasing a building. Uh, you know, praise God that the opportunity came about. And uh, we're just at the beginning of it, and uh, I'll be sending out a member's newsletter uh, for uh, September just to update everyone on that. But, you know, as we are in this process of purchasing a building, I've found myself more and more drawn into all those details of getting all these things done. And eventually, you know, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, there is this temptation to always kind of check my phone. And I remember I was, I was driving with Faye to... I think lunch or something, and we're at a, stop, you know, a stoplight. And I just wanted to pull out my phone because, like, this week we're supposed to get something back from our lawyer about it. And I just wanted to see if it came in, and this is, like, on Friday. And it's, it's so crazy. Like, I'm checking my, you know, my email every hour. And I don't know about you guys. Maybe you're, guys, you're saying to me, oh, every hour? That's nothing. I check every 15 minutes. Or, <laughs> man, I'm even checking right now as, as you're <laughs> preaching. But, but it's this distractedness that comes from a well meaning place. I I really want to see this through. I really want to see us be able to have a building that we don't have to move from place to place. And I I want to do my best for God and for his church. But ultimately, this thing is causing so many distractions in my life that I'm I'm feeling hurried. I have to keep checking my phone. I have to see if this is done or that is done. And these distractions lead to hurriedness eventually pushes God out of my life. There's this quote, actually, by Ronald Ronheiser, and I'm not, I'm not pronouncing his name very well, but, but it's from a book called The Holy Longing. And he's a, he's a Catholic theologian, but I, I, I came across this, um, and it's just a, it really sums it up really well. He says this, he says, Today a number of historical circumstances are blindly flowing together and accidentally conspiring to produce a climate within which it is difficult not just to think about God or to pray, but to simply have any interior depth whatsoever. We, for every kind of reason, good and bad, are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. It is not that we have anything against God, depth, and spirit. We would like these. It's just that we are habitually too preoccupied to have any of these show up on our radar screens. We are more busy than bad, more distracted than non-spiritual, and more interested in the movie theater, the sports stadium, and the shopping mall, and the fantasy life they produce in us, than we are in church. Pathological busyness, distraction, and restlessness are major blocks today within our spiritual lives. You know, I really, I, I feel like this man, it, it, it just, it just, it's like it's like man, write a knife into your heart, right? Like he speaks it so well, he sums it up so well. And this even this part, he says, we are more busy than bad, more distracted than non-spiritual, and more interested in the movie theater, the sports stadium, the shopping mall, and the fantasy life they produce in us than we are in church. Yeah, and that even strikes home for me. Like, and my I switched careers to be a pastor. But it's crazy, like, you know, like, I had a fantasy football draft yesterday, and, you know, and I appreciate it, and it's this this idea that we are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion, that we are, it's not that we're bad, and I and I look across, and I talk with you guys, and I meet with a lot of you, and it's not that we're outright, yeah, you know, sinning or doing all these things, but we are so distracted, so busy, that there's no depth to our spiritual lives, that we don't encounter the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives in us or through us because we're so hurried and I think that's really at the heart of what God is really speaking to me and I wanted to share with you guys today that it is through these distractions some of them good maybe some of them not so good that we are so distracted that we don't encounter God working in our lives and so, you know, what do we do? Are we, are we doomed to this life of distraction? our phones buzzing every couple of seconds with notifications or things like that? You know, no. I, I, no, I think God has something for us, you know, that we can do. You know, there's this, there's this app, actually, that... Um, oh, oh, okay, sorry. I was going to show you this app uh, right here. But that, um, that this app actually has helped me quite a bit in this pursuit of really trying to spend time with God and really taking a pause out of my day to create space, making space for God. And this app is actually created by John Eldridge. He he wrote this uh, different books and is a Christian author. And why this app is so helpful is that one, it, it's on your phone. So you can't really check your phone and do other things you actually set it and then you have to set it aside. So that that helps. But, the two, it really is a guided time to really step into this space where you're asking God to speak into your life and to set aside all the distractions and all the other things. And what's nice about this app, too, is that it's, it's for a minute at first, and then it goes to three minutes, five minutes, and then ten minutes. And you actually have to do it multiple times even to get to the next thing, so there's a little bit of a, a gamification thing there. But But what's so important is that it helps... Give this guided time to set aside to spend with God. You know, and I, I know for a lot of us, we were we were brought up in this whole thing of of you know, in the morning and having our quiet time, and those that's really good. And that is actually, if we are good and intentional about that, that is space that we are making for God to speak into us and to see Him work in our lives and to put away the distractions. But I know that for many of us with the kids getting up early or needing to go to school or work or these other things, we're so pulled into other things before we have even a chance to spend time with God. And I think this app kind of helps with that, that we can, at any point in the day, when we make a moment, and this thats the thing too, we have to be able to be intentional and make those moments so that we can have that time with God. And I feel that this app is one way to do that. And so that was the word of warning that God gave me, um, and that I wanted to share with you. That in this world of social media, of, of endless notifications and emails and messages, that He's warning us that we have to be able to put aside our distractions and really spend time with Him to avoid that hurried life, even in our busy schedules, that we can be rooted in Him, even in our busy schedules. So the next word that he gave me was a word of truth, a word of truth. And, um, you know, this word of truth, actually, I'll I'll share it with you guys, is really about limitations, limitations. And so what do limitations have to do with hurry? Well, I think for a lot of us, too, sometimes we think that we can actually do more than we actually can. We can do actually more than what we actually can do. And this happens in different ways, right? For myself, I have a tendency to to say yes to a lot of things. And I I see the need, and I really want to help, and so I say yes. And then over a, a period of time, I've already overextended myself. I've said yes to too many things, and I've overcommitted. And maybe some of you have felt that, where I had to apologize and say, you know, could we do this at a different time? And so that's one way of doing it. Or other of us, you know, maybe for us guys, we think we're in shape still, and so then we go play ball, but we haven't played ball for the year and a half, and then we pull a hamstring, right? We think we can do more than what we actually can. Or for other of us, we, we just try to do everything ourselves. We we don't like asking for help. And we we try so hard because we don't want to bother other people at this church or in our families or other things. That we we're so caught up in just doing it ourselves because we think we can, and then eventually we get so hurried that, you know, overwhelmed by all the things that need to get done. And we can see this actually with Martha, and Martha actually in verse, the second part of verse 40, she, you see here that she says this, or that Luke talks about her in this way. She says, and she came up to him, and this is Martha, and to him, to Jesus, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do the serving by myself? then tell her to help me. Right? So at first, Martha is serving by herself. I mean, she admits it here, right? She's serving by herself to Jesus and all the people that are gathered there. But eventually she is overwhelmed and she then calls out to Jesus, Jesus, tell my sister to help me. Tell my sister to help me. Can't you see that I'm doing this by myself? You know, so she is so caught up and trying to do everything herself, that not only is she not spending time with Jesus, because Jesus is right there, right? He is right there teaching, and Martha is at his feet listening to him, that she is so caught up in her preparations and everything that she's trying to get done, that she herself is not getting anything, and that now she's calling out Jesus to tell her sister not to sit at his feet and listen. And it's just such a, a crazy way of ending up in that place where we get so caught up and doing so many things and we don't realize our limitations we don't realize our limitations that we not only push God out of our life but we might be causing other people to push God out of their lives and i i feel that limitations in a lot of ways are our limits are in a lot of ways God has given us those limits and all of us have different limits but really in a lot of ways it's god's grace to give us limits so that one we recognize that we can't do it all ourselves i mean just even i was thinking on the way here like a thought experiment is what if we had an extra 10 hours what what would you guys do with those 10 hours and would you guys feel less hurried or busy if you had 10 hours an extra 10 so you had 34 hours instead of 24 in a day and i would i would guess that most of us wouldn't feel less hurried less busy we would fill it up with so many other things that we wanted to get done that eventually we'll still be in the same place as we were right that god gives us these limits so that we would depend upon him and recognize that we're not all that <laughs> that in some ways it is our pride that allows that makes us think that we can do all of what we think we can and that god in, in a lot of ways is humbling us through our limitations so that we'd recognize that we still need him, and not just him, but other people in our lives. And really, the, the step that I think is important for us to think about when we think about our limitations is not to use them as necessary excuses of saying, okay, I can't do this or can't do that, but really spend the time to discern what has God been doing in my life and what limits has God placed in my life that I need to be mindful of. Right. And so I think that it's important that this aspect of discernment is so important because I think we can overreact one of two ways. We can overreact in a way that, okay, from now on, I'm just gonna say no to everything. You know, I'm just gonna say no. If anyone, Pastor Stan comes up to me and says, Hey, could you help with trailer? He's like, No. <laughs> nope, I'm not gonna do it. Right? Not gonna do it. Oh, we need help with seeds. Nope, sorry, can't do that. Nope. Or or at work, you know, like, hey, could you get this report done? And you're like, well, you know, I I could, but I gotta do this other thing, and you know, and you just try to negotiate with your your manager or your boss, right? We we a lot of times sometimes overreact the other way and say, okay, I'm cutting everything out of my life and that's it. Right. But you know what? What's crazy is, and I've done this myself where I say no to things, and what what fills up that time? Other distractions, <laughs> other things. And and you know what's crazy too is that there are limitations even in that, where we could be like surfing the internet or watching netflix or these other things and we could be doing that like way more than what we you know we think okay i have all this time and then we realize it's like it's super late and and we're past we actually need a good night's sleep and we're past our limit in terms of how much sleep we need we think oh we don't need that much sleep and then in the morning we pay for it right and that way too those are the limits that we could have and so i think really the sermon comes in is because we, there is a discernment process in this place to say, what do we say yes to and what do we say no to? And not just from our, ourselves and from what we view, but what is God really saying in our lives to say yes to and to say no to? And so to help us with this, uh, there's this old spiritual practice. Um, it's really rooted way back, uh, I think, even in, in the Catholic tradition. And it's called uh, the spiritual practice of awareness examine. Awareness, examine, and here it's this is a uh, a prayer really that that you can practice and do on your own. And uh, a lot of times, what it, what uh, people say how to do this is you can do it on a daily basis. You could do this on a weekly basis, or you could do this on a yearly basis. And this this example is is really meant to do on a daily basis. But what this Spiritual practice of awareness examine does is it invites God to help us discern what it what how our day went and in that discernment process, God could either give us promptings of what our limits are, what should we say yes to and what we should, should say no to and here i mean the, the first part of prayer is is asking God to look at your day with you and I think it's it's so interesting because when we're brought up in church, we look at prayer a lot of times as like we give requests to God, we give thanksgiving, we, we praise him, or we have confession. And those are all good things, don't get me wrong, those are good prayers. But I, I, I really like this spiritual practice, this prayer, because it invites God to into our prayer, asking him to look at our day with you. Inviting him and asking him to help us think about our day through how he sees it. Right? And it says, the second part, Right, what does God show you about your day? And you'd be surprised as you're sitting there. And, and the other part that's important about this is to not have any kind of self-judgment or, or start planning things or thinking about all the things that you need to get done. The, the whole point of this is to sit and to really try to listen for what God is saying to you. And so what does God show you about your day? And then the third part is what was important to God from your day, asking God to not only see what he's saying about that day, but also seeing what is important to God from your day. And then finally, it just is open, just just talking to God about your day. And this might sound a little bit, you know, strange to pray in this way, but you'd be surprised. I've I've done this different, different times, and as I've been doing this more and more, especially you know, this past week, when uh, as I was preparing, I, you know, just to be honest, like feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I had a sermon, uh, you know, PD was on a uh, personal retreat, and that was great that he was had that time. But just feeling the weight of so many things having to get done. Um, but just going through his prayer and asking God to show me what is he asking me to do, or what is he asking me to be this week, and what was important to him has been so, so helpful. And so I hope that you can take this and practice this yourself, that in the limitations that we have that God has given us, even by things that we don't even realize or even things that by his grace we can't do as much, that he can show us what to say yes to and what to say no to. And the last word is a word of challenge, a word of challenge. And this word of challenge really comes from verses 41 and 42. It says this, and Jesus says this to Martha. He says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Right? Martha was worried, distracted by many things. You know, she was overwhelmed by her limitations. But Jesus reminded her, and gently, right, he, he says, Martha, Martha, right, this, you can almost hear him saying this out of love, right, that, that he, only one thing is necessary, and, Mar- and Mary has chosen, chosen that. And that's the word of challenge, I think, that God has really given me and, and given all of us today, looking ahead in the school year and all the busyness, that only really one thing is necessary. I and mean, that is connecting and being with our Lord and Savior Jesus. And 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 I can definitely see that in a lot of ways when we get so caught up in all the emails and all the things in our our kids and all the extracurricular activities that we want them to do and our family obligations that in all those things we feel like okay well this is necessary. I need to get this done. And I need to get this done. And my kids are necessary in these things. And those are all things that are important. Don't get me wrong. But what is really necessary, what God is asking us in our hurried lives, what is really necessary is making space for him. Making space for Jesus, for God in our life. Because if you think about it, In a lot of ways, when we don't connect with God, when we don't have those times with him, we are many times doing all these things out of our own strength, out of our own ideas, out of what we think needs to get done. And I think that's the reason why so many of us may run into so many different issues of conflicts and feeling burnt out and exhausted is because we aren't really going making space for God in our lives. And I think a lot of the issues that we face in our spiritual lives, the blandness that we feel, is because we haven't really connected with God in a long time. And trust me, it's an uphill battle. It really is. There are so many things that vie for our attention, and many of those things are things that are well-intended, that are good for our families, that are good for the church. But if we do those things without God, then what's the point? Maybe they get done. Maybe things move forward. But in the end, we have lost our soul. To gain, what? More of the church? More for our family? But we have lost our relationship with God. So at this time, I'd just like to maybe invite us to pause. To pause and ask, God, to speak into our life. Let's, you know, spend some time just reflecting on what God is really trying to say to us today about the hurriedness that we may be feeling, about maybe some of us are feeling exhausted because of so many things that are going on. So I'd just like to invite us to pause, just even as Audrey, you know, shared earlier, to pause and ask God to speak into our lives, to give us this moment, even right now, to be with him. So let's pray. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.